yes, but he never gave me a gift of $100 or more. Um, the only thing that I would say maybe went over that, but I don't think it ever did, is if we went to dinner and my meal was $100, but I don't think I've ever eaten hundred dollars worth of food at a We're restaurant. We're going to continue the coverage I, of Fonnie Willis's the hearing. Fonnie Willis is testifying. Just continue on. Um, but trips, I paid him back for. You know, I never thought about the money until y'all brought it up, and I would be less than honest. It says I was giving him the money back because I was the district attorney. Um, I didn't take gifts from him um, for a lot of personal reasons. Anyway, I did not take gifts from him. And so your reason for not disclosing any gifts from Mr. Wade on exhibit number 21 is that the aggregate amount on a net basis was less than $100 in the year 2022. Is that correct? I did not accept a gift of him of more than $100 in 2022. The one exception to that, if you, because I, I want us to be clear, is we probably went out to eat multiple times in the year. If you're considering eating a meal, you know, because we went out multiple times, that probably went to the level of more than $100. But if, if we're doing tit for tat like that, I probably paid for as many meals as he paid for. And so I did not receive any gifts from him. The question on the form. I understand the, the question. aggregate in excess of $100. And your testimony is that you did Mr. not McDougal. receive in the aggregate more than $100. All right, Mr. McDougal, you can sit down now. I don't believe she answered that question, Your Honor. She answered as to specific individual gifts. And you're not listening to my answer either, so we're done. Very well. Okay. Mr. Rice. No further questions, Mr. Gillen. Good afternoon. Good afternoon, sir. Um, a few questions here. Uh, I want to. You, you saw the book here. Uh, Find me the votes. That, that was shown to you, correct? Yes, sir. Your Honor, I would like to just uh, tender this as an exhibit, uh, number twenty-two. Is, your, is that your copy? It is. All right. What exhibit is that going to be? Twenty-two. All right. I'm making the con the uh, the is that evidentiary contribution here um, to this now. Well, I guess you're tendering it. Is it with the um, position of the state? That objects to the relevance at this point. That's There's no relevance at this point. Um, Mr. Gillen, are you, are you using this to confront her with prior statements? Yes, Your Honor. Okay. And statements that she made concerning her concerning her financial situation and laying the foundation for that, and that she gave these interviews. Uh, to the authors, and so this would uh, document that, and ask her uh, get this in the record, ask her questions about it. Uh, well, we could mark it for impeachment purposes. I'm a little wary of entering an entire 300-page book because I don't know exactly what every single line, if it would pass hearsay or relevance or et cetera, et cetera. But I don't think it needs to be admitted as a an actual evidence for the record for you to do what you need to do with it. So, well, uh, Your Honor, I, I understand. I, I just would. It's uh, marked as 22, and I'll let you. We'll move from there. Uh, thank you, Your Honor. Now, you were asked a little bit about this book before, correct? I think Mrs. Mrs. Merchant. Mrs. Merchant did ask me some questions. Yes. And, and gave about what about six interviews to the authors of this book in a sit down. 
No, sir. You didn't? Uh, and no. The, was it she answered how many interviews she gave, in her opinion? How many, in your opinion, do you believe you gave, and how long did they last? Two to three, maybe 20, 30 minutes. You're, so your testimony is at most, you think that you gave maybe an hour to an hour and a half's interview to the authors of this book? Oh, you mean in total? In total, yeah. Maybe, yeah. Anywhere between, definitely not more than two-ish hours. Okay. But you also were telling when when they were the, the title of the book, of course, is a hard charging Georgia prosecutor, a rogue president, and the plot to steal American election. You, yes, you, you've I seen had, that. Why is the title of the book relevant, sir? And I had no. And then I'm going to ask her the, whether or not that was the the theme that they gave her when they talked with her. What the thing gave her? What do you, what do you mean by that? Well, because they were they were sat down and they told her why they were there to interview her. And why, and why does that matter? Well, I think it matters because it shows. But the, they, they want her to give her version of what uh, her life story is. This is a life, almost sure. a life story of her. So that's why it's relevant. But if the court thinks it's not, then... No, no, it's, it, it could be relevant to your issue of the forensic misconduct that has been alleged and maybe some of the, the motives at play when it comes to forensic misconduct. But I'm not seeing, again, what we're here for today was the relationship and or any financial elements of it. Correct. Well, I think it, clearly relevant to the... Uh, forensic misconduct, also relevant to the personal interest in terms of the finances. Let me. If I didn't I make ten cents off that book. Pardon me. I didn't make ten cents off that book. Didn't I didn't ask whether you made any money. Okay, I just uh, didn't ask whether you made any money. Do you have any other statements that she hadn't already been confronted with by Miss Merchant? Well, other than I want to 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 focus on when you were telling them about your financial straits and you're living kind of month to month. Uh, that is what your financial status was back in 2018 after your election. Mr. Gallen, we, we covered that at length. And I'm, you just, you're at the end of the line. I'm sorry about that, but we've got to find new ground. Well, uh, you know, and let me move on to, to, to my point here. So the point is that what you're telling us is that uh, you were uh, in financial straits, but really that your testimony today is you had a cash hoard of maybe up to $10,000 in cash where you laid your head at night so that you would dip out and there would be no record of it, correct? That's not what I'm telling you, sir. Well, that's not That's not at all what I'm telling you. What I'm telling you is that throughout the course of my life, I have always kept cash in my house. That cash has ranged from times, you know, my father would probably be ashamed of this because he would say it should be more, but that, time, that cash at times has ranged from $500 to maybe $9,000, and he, he would be like, that is not what I told you to do. Um, I've always had that amount of money. What I've told you is that when I travel, you do better negotiating when you travel. If you have cash, you can, you go to get the cab. They say, oh, we're going to charge you 300 for the day. Well, I got American cash. Will you take it for 150? And so it's my practice to take money when I travel. We're not talking about a whole lot of money. We're going to the Bahamas. 1500 in cash is in my pocket or at the most 2500. Belize was actually probably the most money I've ever taken. And it was taken because it was a big deal. My 50th birthday sucked. His 50th birthday, it, it sucked. It was terrible. No. Your Honor, and I'd so like to get I'm, back to, to some questions here. I'm, I'm trying to answer it. The narrative. I think it would help if we. So, so let's, let's, let's move to the specific yes or no's here. Have you told us today that you would keep 
uh, a cash hoard in your residence up to about $9,000? Yes or no? And, and throughout the course of my adult life. And so let's even be more specific than that. Probably from the time. Your Honor, I'm only asking for yes or no. Rather than but, but we, and we have already covered this, so I, but yeah, but I'm to trying to, I'm I know trying you're laying the foundation, but it's that. already been laid. So uh, yeah. well, the, the filibuster is here. I'm trying to move through the filibuster. Yeah, but but we're not talking about a lot of, and so it's Mike Davis. It could be this has been pretty mesmerizing on many different levels. Um, Atlanta is is a city with global corporations, a massive airport that's an international airport one of the most important cities in the South, and I say that coming from Richmond. You're seeing who you're governed by. I mean, this has been shocking today. Also, I think the judge, she's making speeches. Number one, as a prosecutor, I, I'm stunned that she doesn't know how to answer a question. As the war room engine room has been following this all day, it's consistent. She thinks rules don't apply to herself. This has been the most damning afternoon of testimony, and I heard she just made the decision at the last moment, her arrogance. I don't know. Mike Davis is, is watching this intensely as many other people. We'll get him on later. The perjury, the, I don't know, the money laundering, um, the tax fraud between her and Wade. And I don't even think, to, to me, it's not even a matter, and I think the world has seen this about whether she keeps on the whether she keeps on the Trump case. The question is going to be uh will she be uh terminated as Fulton County DA? Will she be disbarred and will criminal charges be filed? And this yammering on, you know, all afternoon. Of course CNN came in about an hour ago had a fiery defense of her. So this is going to be another one. But you're seeing it right there. That's how your big cities are run. I can't find, did she go to law school? I mean, I just can't believe a prosecutor sits there and rambles and rambles and rambles and, and, the, and, the, and, the, and the team asks the question, hey, can you just give us a yes or no? We don't need to hear your life story, every question. But Mike Davis, look, I'm not a lawyer, but you know, you just see how she just rambles and rambles and rambles. Uh, and at least the points she makes seem to be damning points. And she never gets to the, to the she wants to beat around the bush in the question, and Wade was, was like that this morning. Anyway, we got a lot to do. We have Andy Biggs up. Uh, Andy Biggs, Congressman Biggs, thank you for joining us. Uh, we've been mesmerized all afternoon by this fiasco in Fulton County. And, and let's be blunt about it, a humiliation for the people in Atlanta, because this is a humiliation. This is how your city runs. Um, I want to go. The, the White House is saying that uh, Johnson cut and ran today by going to a leadership conference and not passing the Ukraine bill. Your thoughts, sir? Well, uh, the Ukraine bill is a terrible, terrible bill. Uh, Johnson told them he was not going to bring it to the floor. The speaker told him that. And then the speaker uh, said, you know, he had a leadership conference, but he, he could have brought it to the floor, but he did the right thing. And he said, no, we're not going to bring this stinker. This is a stinker for the American people. It's a stinker for for our nations, a stinker for our finances. Um, and he just said no. And I'm, you know, I have, I support him on that. That was a good, the right decision to make. And I hope that he sticks with it. Are there, are there other shenanigans being played? Hakeem Jeffries are trying to do a discharge petition. We know, uh, we hear there's 40 or 50 expanded squad members that hate Israel, so they're not going to go in here. But are any of the people retiring or anybody in the Republican conference working with Hakeem Jeffries? We heard a couple of one of the senators from Oklahoma 
was uh, work a former House member, I think, was working with them about how to get a, a, a discharge petition. Any 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 truth to that? Remember, Don Bacon's also talking about putting up something that has remain in Mexico. You put remain in Mexico. You take out some of the money for the pensions in Ukraine. Uh, you do it more to the military. He wants to put that for any of those kind of gimmicks. Any of those gimmicks going to work? I don't know if they'll work, but I did hear about some of those gimmicks. Somebody uh, mentioned to me yesterday, well, not to me, to, to, to a group of people I was with, that they wanted to take out everything but the military funding for Ukraine, uh, leave everything else in the bill, and just do it that way. And then somebody else said, well, stick on HR2 and just do military funding for Ukraine, and that'll be it. The problem with it, Steve, is HR2 is a good bill. I like the bill, but it won't fix the border problem. And at the same time, you're, you're giving this money to Ukraine, you're betting on the come that you're going to solve the border. And, and the, I'm tired of seeing my team. I don't I try never to do this. I try to vote against this stuff. Stop betting on the come. Stop trusting these people. Um, we used to when I was in the state legislature, we used to call this a trailer bills. And these guys, you, I'd watch these people and say, don't vote for a trailer bill, because if you vote for a trailer bill, a lot of these people are still waiting for the trailer to come in. And the trailer in this case would be border security in exchange for immediate Ukraine money um, that's going to add to our national debt. This is a bad deal, but there are gimmicks out there, people trying to trying to get through. I mean, I never have understood the people who love seem to love Ukraine more than they love this country. Uh, you you guys are off now. You don't come back till a couple of days before uh, March first. Are we going to have another? Are we going to pass another CR? Are we going to hold the line and just say, "Hey, force Biden to the table, let him shut down his government, his illegitimate regime, because you guys won't fund it anymore," and force him to the table about really shutting down the border and start deporting people? Is is that the plan? Because you got you got three or four days when you get back till March first. I'm going to tell you straight. I always tell you straight, Steve. Um, I, I was advocating for that yesterday with leadership. There were others advocating for that yesterday with leadership. Um, there's this. There's a significant group of people talking about it, but I think the number of people who would actually be willing to do it is small. Don't be surprised if you see what I'm calling an omnibus or a couple of mini buses that come through um, that fail to uh, in, have border enforcement. And it isn't. Again, it's not border policy. We don't need more border security policy. I mean, I'd like border security policy, but what we need is actual leverage to enforce the border. And they're going to give up that leverage because they're going to just probably do uh, a spending bill that lasts through the rest of the fiscal year. Um, yesterday we saw a stunt. By the way, thanks for the heads up. We'll get on this now um, because we're hearing some of the same stuff, um, yeah. the same scuttlebutt. Uh, FISA, you were supposed to have a secret meeting in the House, first time since 1813. Turner did this dramatics yesterday. Do you believe Turner should be uh, should uh, be removed as chairman of the uh, House Intel Committee for his stunt yesterday? Yeah, let me. Can I can I elaborate on that, Steve? Yes, sir. So yeah, so here's the way. I, uh, look, today we were supposed to be debating the base bill that the Intel guys supposedly acquiesced to and then we acquiesced to i didn't like it they say they didn't like it but it was it was there was things that we kind of generally agreed to but the deal was we were going to be able to go through and have uh, amendments and debate them and vote them up or down like i have a warrant amendment uh warren davidson's got an amendment that says you can't buy private data and then and then um, serve, use that for your queries 
we had an amendment, I think it's been Klein's amendment that says you can't, you got to stop the abouts collection permanently, not just this temporary hold. Uh, another one from Chip was good to be, uh, we, we need to have more uh, oversight. Um, and then they were going to do their, their couple of bills. All of their bills would have expanded the, the authority of the federal government to spy on American citizens without warrants. That's what we thought was going to happen. That's what we believed was going to happen. And then all of a sudden, um, sometime in the middle of that hearing yesterday, uh, the Rules Committee hearing, maybe just a little before, all of a sudden there's this announcement uh, about, well, actually before, because about 1130 in the morning, I guess, was an announcement that uh, that Mr. Turner made saying, hey, something really bad is, you know, we've got a national security threat we got to get to, and it's it's imminent, blah, blah, blah. And he really put the, the fear of God into people, right? And I understand that. But the ranking member, Jim Hines, comes out and says, this is, this is, this is nothing new. It is nothing to panic about. But what did, what did Turner's statements do? They caused, uh, if you take a look at yesterday's uh, Dow Jones, you're going to see a spike down right after Turner makes that announcement. And then it takes the president, the speaker, uh, takes uh, the, the Senate uh, Intel Committee people, takes other uh, Intel community people say, this is, this is fine, it's nothing to panic about. And then the market rebounds, right? Uh, how about internationally, what happened? Internationally, people, uh, other nations are like, "What are they talking about? What is imminent? What is okay. what so, be so, so with all with with, with all with, with all that evidence, should Turner lose his job? Yeah. Did he, by the way, he point. doesn't report to the White House. So, what's the conference? Is there any talk in the conference about uh, voting him and, and forcing the speaker to remove him? Well, the speaker makes the choice. He works at his pleasure, um, and believe me, people have been expressing their displeasure with with uh, Mr. Turner today. Uh, the the problem is, uh, you know, why why can't we have this meaningful debate on the floor on whether whether you have to have a warrant to to engage in a query of a United States person, a U.S. citizen? I mean, they didn't want that. That's how bad. That's gonna, how bad they didn't want are, warrants. Are we gonna Are we going to Are we going to lose that fight? Or the Are the folks that want this process to stop because it's getting out of control? Do you think if that vote was taken today, we would win or lose? I think today uh, we we would probably win those votes. Um, I felt like we'd win the warrant vote yesterday. Um, it was going to be close on the on the Fourth Amendment's not for sale, the the database uh, access. Um, but but now we've got a shot, and 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 the reality is that's what should happen. I mean that's that's what legislators do. You have debate, open debate, and you vote. This this notion of actually trying to close it up and have some kind of an executive session. Bad. That's that's not a good idea. Not a good idea. Congressman Biggs, uh, where do people follow you? Your website, your social media, all of it. At Rep. Andy Biggs AZ. At Rep. Andy Biggs AZ. My official is Biggs.house.gov. This uh, this uh, this recess uh, for ten days or so uh, much needed because we're going to come back on a huge fight around March first. Uh, trust me on this one. Yeah, Congressman Vicks, right. thank you very much. Appreciate Thanks, it. Thanks, Steve. Appreciate it, man. Let's go. As we head toward a presidential election in November, one thing you can be sure of, 2024 will be a tumultuous year like no other. How will your hard-earned savings fare during this year? You're already seeing the impacts of inflation at the pump, the grocery store. The dollar continues to lose buying power quicker than your wages can increase. How are you protecting your savings? 
Consider diversifying with gold from Birch Gold Group. For decades, gold has been the choice of investors and central banks to hedge against inflation. Now you can own it in a tax-sheltered IRA with the help of Birch Gold. Just text Bannon, B-A-N-N-O-N, to 989898, and Birch Gold will send you a free info kit on gold. They'll help you convert an existing IRA or 401k into an IRA in gold. And the best part, you don't have to pay a penny out of pocket. With an A-plus rating, with the Better Business Bureau, thousands of satisfied customers, you can trust Birch Gold. Text Bannon to 989898 to claim your free info kit. That's Bannon to 989898. And secure your savings now. Take action. Text Bannon at 989898. Action, action, action. Let's go to Congressman Ogles. I think we have him by phone. Congressman, you've got actually some legislation. You're, you're quite worked up about the Turner situation. Tell us what you propose to do about it. Well, so um, I, I sent a letter uh, to the speaker that I released publicly calling for an inquiry um, as to how you know his decision yesterday to release top secret information was, in, was intentional to try to impact a vote. And, and that is a breach, in my opinion, of his responsibility as chairman. So this is up to the speaker. Uh, I, I can't speak for the speaker as to whether or not he should or shouldn't be removed. But, but, but the Intel Committee is appointed by the speaker. The speaker, they, they, they serve at the leisure of the speaker. So anything that does or doesn't happen is going to be, happen is going to be at, at the leisure of the speaker of the House. And like, like uh, you know, Congressman Big said, I mean, his comments about an imminent threat scared the American people. It affected both domestic and international markets. You can't just go on TV and hold a press conference and say those kinds of things. And then he said, oh, well, I cleared it with the White House. Well, guess what? Kirby from the White House is now saying, well, actually, we did not give anyone the green light for you to reveal top secret information. And so this is a huge deal. And, and here's the other thing. These amendments that we're trying to get on FISA to reform FISA are critically important because your government is spying on you, and we can prove it. You have Americans who have been investigated because of their political party, because of their religious affiliation. You even had agents who were investigating their girlfriends. I mean, this is being abused. It's being weaponized. And I, for one, have had enough. And this stunt that was pulled yesterday, I could not sleep last night. So I got up at the wee hours of the morning. I drafted that letter. I was very thoughtful in my language. But I, I, I sent it to the speaker to say the American people deserve an explanation. Congressman, where are the good folks in uh, in your district? You don't get a better state than Tennessee. What are the, what's their thinking about this? Well, look, Tennessee is a freedom loving state. We're fighters. Uh, I mean, uh, you know, several members of the Tennessee delegation, like myself, like Congressman Green, were members of the House Freedom Caucus. You know, we, we came to Washington to, to to try to fix what's broken. And when you hear people. Uh, who are being subjected, like some of the J6 folks that aren't getting due process. I, I, I've got uh, Stuart Parks from my district who, who's being held in a federal prison with rapists and child molesters, and all he did was walk in. You know, he didn't break anything. He didn't vandalize anything. We've read the affidavit. And so this is the kind of treatment that American people are getting. And we now know that foreign governments are surveilling some members of Congress. And so this is, we're at an inflection point where freedom and liberty matter. And we're fighting to make sure that we, the people, have a right to hold our government accountable. 
and to release top secret information so that, and, and here's the other thing, this admission that he was working with the White House, the chairman of Intel, uh, on this issue and the release of the information, it, he was admitting the Biden administration wants a never-ending war in Ukraine. The Biden administration wants an unreformed FISA. They want to continue to spy on Americans. They want to con- continue to spy on their enemies. And so this is a national security issue. It is an issue for every American. And I'm going to emphasize, your government has the ability to spy on you right now today. And if we don't change this, they'll continue to have it. Congressman August, before we let you go, you've also put forward legislation looking for, I think, co-sponsors about deportation. Can you walk us through that? Yes. So, you know, we all know that the border is wide open. The Biden administration has let let in, you know, close to 8 million people. Uh, I mean, it's just, the gotaways are ridiculous. And so it's called the Send Them Back Act. It's rather straightforward. If you came here illegally, under the Biden administration, you are subjected to immediate deportation. It's cut and dry. And look, I understand it's going to be messy. I understand it's going to be heartbreaking. But Steve, this is our country. We get to decide who comes in. And darn it, we get to decide who has to leave. Congressman, the folks in your district, are they, uh, have you got any feedback? Do they support, uh, they support the direction you're taking that bill? Oh, yeah, absolutely. And in fact, I get, you know, it depends on the day, anywhere from 100 to 300 letters a day from all over the country of people saying, thank you for fighting for the republic. I was just ranked the fourth most conservative member of Congress uh, as it pertains to fighting for freedom and liberty. And uh, and so, again, you know, it's an honor to hear from people around the country and people in my district that say, you know what, this is our country. We're fed up. Our government's weaponized against us. They're incarcerating people. They're persecuting people. And if they don't like you, they'll make up stuff about you. And so, you know, I appreciate your voice and I appreciate your listeners. You've got to engage. We need to hear from you. And again, I appreciate it. So I just started just kind of a podcast. I'm not very good at it, but I have fun with it. And I've got a mailbag and I just give people a shout out from around the country. Say, hey, you know, I had someone from Oregon of all places. I didn't know that there was any conservatives left in Oregon or on the left coast, but just saying thank you for what you're doing. And so, you know, it's refreshing to know that there's a glimmer of hope in Oregon, that there may be freedom still existing there. But in Tennessee, we're, we're, we're a bastion of freedom. We're a bastion of God and country. We're a bastion of Second Amendment. Yeah. And by George, I'm going to fight for all of the above. Yeah, I think in eastern Oregon, or what they refer to up there as greater Idaho, I think there's a lot of MAGA. <laughs> Sir, where do people go to get your podcasts, where social media, your website, all of it? Where do they go? I'm easy to find. Just go to Rep Ogles on Twitter, on Facebook. Andy Ogles is my unofficial page, but I'm easy to find. Sign up, watch the podcast again. I don't promise that it's any good, but we'll have fun along the way. Congressman, thank you so much, and thank you for fighting for people. Really appreciate it. Absolutely, sir. Thank you. Just heard Congressman Ogles talk about J6 and fighting for them about due process. D.C. Drano now, uh, Rogan O'Hanley joins us. Rogan, you got a massive scoop today. Explain uh, what it is and why that ties back directly to the types of things Congressman Ogles talking about the J6 prisoners. Yeah, well, uh, as many in the war room posse have uh, expressed their frustration at the lack of January 6th tapes being disclosed, we've been yelling at Speaker McCarthy. We're yelling now at Speaker Johnson, release the tapes. Speaker Johnson said he would, right? And then they gave us a little bit of a trickle and then nothing for months. And I think I finally have some answers. As 
you are sure, you know, I'm sure are friends with a lot of uh, sitting U.S. senators and congressmen. I know a few as well. And uh, one of them, one of the elected representatives in D.C., uh, told me that the source of the obstruction, told me today, the source of the obstruction on the J6 tapes is not Speaker Johnson. He has been fighting to get them released. The guy is not perfect, but he has been fighting to get them released. It's actually Mitch McConnell who has been stonewalling this. And Mitch McConnell's excuse is that the Senate sergeant at arms has not agreed to this. Now, I'm still digging. I'm still trying to get more information as to how Mitch can actually stop this or how a single uh, sergeant at arms can stop this because there's a House sergeant at arms, there's a Senate sergeant at arms, and they do have legal obligations with the Capitol and protecting the facility and how that interplays with Capitol Police. So uh, as some of you may know, the House, sorry, the Senate sergeant at arms that was in charge during J6 is no longer with us on this earth. They passed away um, in, in, in 2022. So unfortunately, we cannot ask them any questions, but the current Senate Sergeant at Arms is being used by Mitch McConnell as uh, the way to stonewall the release of these tapes. Real quickly, uh, Rogan, how important is it to get the complete release of, of all these tapes? I mean, Johnson said what they're doing was digital, di taking the digital faces off people so they wouldn't be persecuted. It would sound like kind of a weird thing. How important is it for just to get every piece of tape and video that's up there? Well, from their perspective, you'd think they want everything released because this was the greatest insurrection and attack on the Capitol in U.S. history. Why wouldn't we want to find everybody that was involved. It's very strange that the J6 committee deleted evidence and now these J6 tapes are being withheld and a you know common sense conclusion only leads to one thing. They don't want to expose what actually happened then. They don't want to expose the players. They don't want to expose the actors, the undercover agents, human sources, and who knows what else? Uh, we, there were there were foreign agents there that we now know from Ukraine as well. So uh, there's a lot of mystery here, and I think maybe Speaker Johnson agreed to the blurring of the faces as a compromise to get the videos out because it seems like the deep state is trying to protect the deep state, and uh, Mitch McConnell is there is their puppet, and so this isn't surprising. But we want Mitch McConnell to make a statement, sir. Are you obstructing the release of these videos? And if so, why? The American people deserve to know. Rogan, where do people follow you on social media? DC Drano on all the platforms, Truth Getter, X, Instagram. And it's an honor to be on the war room. And uh, I, it, it seems like the heat is turning up on these J6 tapes. So we'll see if uh, you're the best. Backs down. You're the best, brother. Hard hitting. Thank you so much. Listen up, Mitch. Rogan O'Hanley's coming for you. Short commercial break. Back in the warm in just a moment. For 10 years, Patriot Mobile has been America's only Christian conservative wireless provider. We need to stand together and support companies that share our values. Patriot Mobile offers dependable nationwide coverage, giving you the ability to access 
all three major networks, which means you get the same coverage you've been accustomed to, but without funding the left. If you're sick and tired of the globalist leftist takeover of America's corporations, go to PatriotMobile.com slash Bannon TV. That's PatriotMobile.com slash Bannon TV and support a company that actually believes in America. When you switch to Patriot Mobile, you're sending the message that you support free speech, religious freedom, the sanctity of life, Second Amendment, and our military veterans and first responder heroes. They're 100% U.S.-based customer service team makes switching incredibly easy. Keep your number. Keep your phone or upgrade. Just go to PatriotMobile.com slash Bannon TV or call 972-PATRIOT. That's 972-PATRIOT and get free activation today with the offer code Bannon. PatriotMobile.com slash Bannon TV or call 972-PATRIOT. Remember, take action, use your agency. Action, action, action. Your host, Stephen K. Bannon. Okay, um, birchgold.com, you talk about turbulence. You saw it today in Atlanta. Mike Davis, trying to get cash up here on that. Mike Davis is going to be here. We'll get a full breakdown. Um, I'd really have to see her certificate about passing the bar. I think that'd be quite important. That was not exactly Louis Brandeis this afternoon. If you get my drift, just a fiasco. And of course, the judge was coming in, and I thought restricting reasonable questions from some of the people, the Trump people and other, to, to get there. Uh, Matt Scheidt joins us from CPAC. Matt, two big announcements today. Can you tell us what they are? Yeah, uh, this great, fiery new president of Argentina, uh, Mr. Malay, Javier Malay, is going to be there, who famously uh, campaigned for the presidency with a chainsaw, saying he was going to take a chainsaw to the bureaucracy and cut out all the uh, the woke policy positions in his government. And he said also famously, Steve, which I believe there's no plan B. We either succeed on these plans uh, or, or these countries are going to go down. And, and then we have this really wonderful, calming voice who just rips the Democratic Party to shreds, Tulsi Gabbard, a former congresswoman, great American. Um, tell me, why is it important to get leaders like this? I and mean, we've had Bolsonaro before. Obviously, you got the president yeah. coming. You're doing foreign, you're doing foreign populist nationalist uh, yep. on Wednesday. Why is it important, you believe, to get some of these foreign leaders here? Because when we go meet with them overseas, uh, we have Mr. Bukele, President Bukele, coming from El Salvador. We met with Malay at CPAC in Mexico City. When you meet with these guys, they just can't believe what's going on in America, Steve. Like They're like, is it as bad as it sounds? Like, Why are you guys like so against religion and so against families? Like, How, how are these Democrats infiltrating uh, everything in your society that matters? And I think one of the reasons they're coming here, number one, they, of course, want to be anywhere President Trump is. So let's just admit, this is part of the Trump doctrine. There's a lot of people around this world who want to follow Trump's leadership style and his policies. But the second thing is they want, they have a call to arms for the American people to wake up and realize that you can't screw around with America this much and not have an, the unintended consequences tumble down all over the globe. And if we're not going to be in a position to stand up to China, all these smaller countries are doomed. And I, and I also think it's interesting, Steve, I don't think the Biden White House has reached out to any of these heads of state to meet with them. I mean, they're coming to CPAC to talk to people like you and me and the war room posse. I kind of like that. 
I love that. Now, President Trump has committed to come. Is that going to be yes. on Saturday? Then you have a watch party. So folks got to know, we're going to kick off something we're trying to put together for Warm on Wednesday afternoon. It yeah. starts Wednesday night with this panel uh, of foreign leaders. Then Thursday yeah. and Friday, you're packed with speakers, breakout yeah. sessions, uh, yeah, on, so, uh, discussions so up there. President so Trump. Yeah, go ahead. President Trump Steve, on, what you're saying on is, Saturday, it's, right? It's stem to stern, which is a little bit unique for a CPAC. So we're starting on Wednesday with this international summit where we have something like 15 countries coming together uh, to talk about, you know, some of these great achievements we've had in countries like Australia, where they've tried to pass a BLM amendment to their constitution, where people with darker skin get greater constitutional rights than everyone else. And that's coming, by the way, soon to America. All these bad trends come. And then you're right, uh, President Trump on Saturday and other great speakers like yourself uh, on Saturday to close the thing down. And then we're going to go right from CPAC into a South Carolina watch party where I think President Trump is going to stick a fork into her. I think she's going to be done. You can't lose your home state and even be like a real candidate anymore. So we can finally get about the general election, which is prosecuting you know, the failure of the Biden agenda and his policies. Paul Bedard had a big column today, but where do people, I want everybody now to ton it, because this is when you got to make your commitment to come. I want everybody to ton it to go to CPAC right now. So where do they go, uh, and then how do they follow you on social media? So first off, where do they go to find out everything, all the speakers, the panels, all of it? Go to CPAC.org. Our schedule is going to be up any moment, so you can see all the times when people are speaking and all the different ticket prices. We kept the ticket prices low this year, so move fast to get that lowest price. And uh, if they want to follow me on social media, it's at M Schlapp. And let's go save this country, Steve. Thank you, brother. Matt, thank you. Okay. CPAC's on fire this year. The speaker's are unbelievable. So thank you for uh, jumping in here this afternoon. Thanks for all your help. We appreciate it, Steve. Mike. Thanks, brother. Mike Davis is going to come to CPAC with us, fighting Mike Davis. But, Mike, first you had to sit through. Let me. I got to ask you this, okay? Because she made her decision. I heard at the last minute to testify. I would respectfully submit she did not do a lot of prep. Is that how you would say it legally? I would imagine that the attorneys in the Fulton County DA's office were probably stunned when she went out there angrily and decided she was going to go light herself on fire in the courtroom today. That was the worst testimony. I think I've ever seen from anyone in any court proceeding ever. Uh, she walked. Hold, she, it, hold she, it. Hold it. Stop. Hang on. Hang on. Stop. Stop. I want to hit the rewind of this. Cause I know the audience seen it. Is it because I'm not a lawyer. Our audience are not lawyers. Explain that because it looked so insane. Uh, and I couldn't believe she's a prosecutor. It looks so insane. Is that the absolute worst you've ever seen in your entire life? But by far the worst lawyer, non-lawyer, e even mentally incompetent. I, I think mentally, I think a, a homeless man with a knife going into court for a competency, competency hearing would be more sane than what Fannie Willis did today in court. She set up her own perjury trap and walked into it. She is the dumbest prosecutor I've ever seen in all my time as a lawyer, and this woman, this angry, dumb woman, is prosecuting a former and likely future president of the United States. Let that sink in, America, that this utter moron is prosecuting someone who was a president before and will be a president again. And I would say to, to Joe Biden and these national Democrats, 
what the hell are you thinking? Why are you picking these utter buffoons as your prosecutors to wage this lawfare and election interference, whether it's Alvin Bragg or Big Tish James or Big Fannie Willis or Jack Smith or any of these other goofballs who you're picking? Why are you doing this? How insane are you? I realize you need to get incredibly partisan and dumb people to file your bogus criminal indictments and your civil fraud for non-fraud. But could you find someone with a like a little bit of intelligence to do this? Is this all you have? Um, did you feel that the 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 Kemp appointed uh, uh, judge was he acting like her cut man? I mean, was he protecting her? Uh, from uh, from I, just a barrage of of this, these factual questions of which you go on these tirades and you know give conflicting testimony depending on who was asked the question. Was he trying to jump in and trying to protect her? In your belief, I think he. I don't even know if I can say this on your show. He's such a that he just allowed her to to get away with murder on the stands. No other judge would ever let a witness come in and act the way that Fannie Willis did today. And she is the elected Fulton County District Attorney. She runs a large office of attorneys and paralegals and investigators and other staff. And she acted that way in court. Are you kidding me? And, you know, I don't I don't know if this judge is a bad guy. I just think he's a total wimp. And he's like, you know, he's like 12 years old, right? And he, he didn't know how to handle her. The whole world is watching this. Right, because President Trump's leading in the polls. The, the MAGA movement is ascendant. We're going to have a sweeping victory uh, that if we close on this time and don't let them steal it, we'll go back to the White House with all power. I want to go back to the point you made. How, who in Georgia, because Kemp and, and Carr could step in the middle of this, shut this thing down now. How does Georgia, with their reputation, remember, Georgia wants to be known as an international city. Georgia, uh, Atlanta wants to be a global city. You know, they got Fortune 500 companies, global companies there. They got the, the airport that's an international hub. Who in the Georgia political infrastructure thinks this is a good idea to let this continue, sir? Well, I mean, Fannie Willis is a world traveler, as you heard, and her boyfriend has both a, you know, a, 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 an airline travel agent and a cruise ship travel agent. So she's a, she's a big deal. And she, you know, she drinks Grey Goose and she flies all over the world, and but don't worry, she pays him back, and she pays him back with cash. I mean, this is, I, I, I was wondering if we were watching a bad comedy today on TV because it could not have gotten worse for Fonnie Willis or Fannie or however the hell you pronounce her name. It couldn't have gotten worse for these anti-Trump forces. It could not have gotten worse for Fulton County. And what a complete and total embarrassment for Atlanta, why would they elect this buffoon as their district attorney? Uh, last thing, Mike, uh, in New York today, the judge was adamant it's going to start on the 25th. What's your initial hot take assessment on what we saw in New York today? I mean, based upon how Fonnie Willis performed today, I can't imagine that Alvin Bragg and Matthew Colangelo in this Manhattan case against Trump for the non-crime of a businessman settling a nuisance claim, and they've somehow transformed that into multiple felonies, the first indictment ever of a former president, even though the prior Manhattan DA passed over this case, 
The Manhattan U.S. attorney passed over this case. The Federal Election Commission passed over this case. Alvin Bragg himself passed over this case until Joe Biden sent Matthew Colangelo from the Biden Justice Department to go resuscitate the zombie case. This is going to be the Michael Avenatti and Julie Swetnick case in New York. And if Democrats think it's a good idea to start with these buffoons like Alvin Bragg and Fannie Willis and their lawfare and their election interference, this is going to be the first time the American people, real Americans with real jobs, tune in and they are going to be appalled by this lawfare. This is going to only help President Trump. Uh, real quickly, tomorrow also we're going to get the uh, the Soviet uh, the Moscow show trial in 1935 uh, taking Trump's business. What what's your pregame on that? I mean, it's very obvious that Judge Ingeron, this complete goofball of a Democrat partisan judge, is going to rule against Trump and drop the hammer on him. Remember, this is the judge who ruled against Trump before the trial even began. He decreed that Trump somehow committed fraud. Uh, when Trump paid back sophisticated Wall Street banks on time, as agreed, in full with with interest, Judge Inkaran, before any trial started, before any witness, before any other evidence, this goofball judge said that Trump some, somehow committed fraud. I guarantee you this judge is going to impose like that $300, $300 million fine that Big Tish, New York Attorney General Tish James, is requesting. This judge is going to try to say that the Trump organization can't operate anymore in New York. They're trying to destroy Trump. They know that he's going to beat Biden like a drum on November 5th, 2024, after they've impeached him twice. They've indicted him four times for non-crimes. They're trying to bankrupt him in New York with this non-fraud. They're trying to destroy him with that goofball Gene Carroll. They're trying to take him off the ballot. Uh, with this bogus theory that the Supreme Court's going to overturn eight to one or nine to nothing with the Colorado Supreme Court. This is lawfare. This is election interference, as we've been saying for the last two years. Where do they go for your action center? We need more action than ever down in Georgia. Now's the time the war room posse get to the ramparts. Where do they go, Mike Davis? A3Paction.com, A3Paction.com. Georgia Governor Brian Kemp and Georgia Attorney General Chris Carr have no excuse after today to not open a criminal probe on Fulton County DA Fannie Willis and her unqualified, dumb special prosecutor boyfriend, Nathan Wade. These guys are crooks, and the governor and the attorney general need to do their job and open a criminal probe like MTG put in her criminal referral. Felix Frankfurter and Louis Brandeis of Georgia. Mike Davis, thank you so much. Can't wait to watch Joy Ann Reed tonight. That'll be interesting. Back in a moment in the war room. True or false? Using your tax refund to pay off credit card debt is a smart thing. Actually, that's false. Donewithdebt.com published a brilliant strategy designed to let you keep your hard-earned tax refund and reduce or eliminate credit card debt. Most Americans owe thousands in credit card debt. In fact, Daily Mail's got a story that 56 million Americans carry credit card debt, and that debt will take years to pay off, if you pay it off at all. Done with Debt found that filing bankruptcy is usually not the answer, and taking out loans to pay off credit cards usually increases the debt. 
When you engage Done With Debt, their legal experts and skilled negotiators take on the credit card companies for you. Their winning strategies are designed with one goal. Solve your debt situation quickly and permanently. First things first, chat with a Done With Debt strategist and explore your solutions. Some debt fighting strategies are time sensitive, so you'll need to move quickly. For a free consultation, visit donewithdebt.com. That's donewithdebt.com. Do it today. Take action. Here's your host, Stephen K. Bann. Uh, this audience has had such a massive, massive impact. Um, now, as the great Miles Gross said, you got to have two guns. You got Bill Blaster on the legislative side, and you've got uh, the Article Three Action Center over at Article Three. Your impact on modern American political history is unparalleled. You have driven the whole reason we're having this hearing is you have driven this. But right now, and I say this, someone that loves the state of Georgia and the folks down there, one of our greatest states. The, the governor and the AG got stuck in here. This was humiliating today for Georgia. You saw, you saw like the prosecutor and the other guy that are the DA and the prosecutor that are going after Trump. It's buffoon time, okay? The whole world saw that. Carr and Kemp got to step in to shut this thing down. This is humiliating for the people of Georgia, not for President Trump. This shows more than anything what they're prepared to do. Just watch it. We're going to play some highlights tomorrow. I don't have time. We've got so much news breaking today and, and analysis that uh, I don't have time. But I, it was mesmerizing. It was mesmerizing in its buffoonery. How this could go on in a city as great as Atlanta and how this can go on in a state as great as Georgia. And I know we're on the radio station down there in Atlanta. Georgians, it's time for you to say, man, we've got to shut this thing down. You got to you go to the Action Center Article 3 because it's, it's a disgrace. And it was living color today. And if the judge hadn't stepped in like her, like her cut man, it would have gotten even worse because, I mean, she's out of control. Out of control. It was her thing at the last second going there. She came in fiery. But you think we're in times of turf? By the way, you heard Ogle say right there, you got a government, this whole thing on FISA. They're spying on you. This is why the Democrats and the establishment Republicans want to keep going. They're spying on you. I know that because, you know, you never know. I might be one of those 26 that now uh, Matt Taibbi is saying they got information of far, that Brennan went out to foreign governments to have spy on the Trump people. So go to silent. You got a way to do it. You got the Faraday bags, you got everything for your iPad, your computer, your phones, everything, your, your, your car keys, all of it. We love this company. Go to slnt.com and do it today. Because, man, not only the bad actors around the world and, and the cyber criminals coupled with AI in the United States and non state actors, you got the United States government. You got to be protected from all of it. Because it's absolutely outrageous. If you don't think you've seen turbulence, look what's happening down in Georgia. In New York, President Trump is going to go on trial. They're going to jury selections March 25th. Trial will start shortly thereafter. A president, first time in the history of this republic, first time in the history of this republic, and Alvin Bragg and, and, and Fonnie Willis, it is what it is. But Trump is going to come in guns blazing there and fight that. Tomorrow, they're going to strip his entire business empire and give him a massive fine. As sure as the turning of the earth. 
They're all over to destroy this man. Why are they trying to destroy him? They're trying to destroy him because of you. He gave you a voice. He gave you a platform. He gave you purpose and agency. He gave you agency inside of this corrupt government, this corrupt administrative state run by these corrupt globalists and demonic globalists, might I add, demonic Mike Lindell, you're down at Mar-a-Lago. Please, when you see the president, I know you run into him. He spends time with you. Please, Tom, this, this, this audience has his back like never before. I've never seen people more fired up. They've had a belly full of this now. What's going on? Mike Lindell, how are we doing? Well, we're, we're doing great, Steve. I want to comment on Georgia. You know, three of the biggest blockers this country's ever seen are Kemp, Carr, and Rassenberger. And everyone says, well, they're Republicans. It don't matter. They block more than any Democrats put together for what we're trying to do to secure our election platform. Bar none, those three. So, Steve, when you're talking about uh, um, Kemp and uh, Carr standing up and shutting this down, um, I don't see it happening tomorrow, but we'll see. Um, but uh, I'll tell you, I want to thank the War Room Posse, everything we keep doing in spite of the blockers like those three. And, we're, and I'm out there trying to secure these elections, get to paper ballots, hand count. It's because of the war room posse having my pillows back so I can be concentrating on that. And you guys have done it. We've got the, we put all the specials on the war room page, everything, mini exclusive, like the one we're running right now, the My Mattress Toppers, everybody. This is, we call it the pre-real President's Day sale, okay? Our real president, Donald Trump. This sale here, is the mattress toppers. We all need great sleep. This has technology you don't have in any bed or any topper. The MyPillow patented foam, you've got the temperature regulating fabric, and then you have this coil foam technology. When we put these together, by the way, 100% made in the USA, as low as $99.99. Whether you have a new bed, old bed, it doesn't matter. It's gonna change your bed into the best, best sleep ever. And here you get the website, all the all the stuff still on sale, the blankets. And I told you the, the flannel sheets, the war room posse loves, they're gonna be gone soon, probably this week. We've got the down comforter still on sale. And this is an exclusive now, the 2998 MyPillow um, um, 2.0 uh, queen size, and then the king size $5 more. You guys use that promo code war room. Thank you for all your support and don't forget, my entrepreneurs and all the people over at mystore.com using that promo code WARROOM, you flooded them with support too. And they thank the WARROOM Posse. Steve, they thank your show. And we're so indebted to this country, so indebted to the WARROOM Posse and all the work you're doing. Mike, I just, and don't take this the wrong way, but Mar-a-Lago has been good for you. You're calmer. You're not coming in, you know, chewing the scenery. You're not it's so crazy. You, you, and my strongest recommendation, I don't know if it's hanging out with our real president or just hanging at beautiful Mar-a-Lago, but whatever it is, it's a tonic for you. Well, it's helping. It's very therapeutic. I'm able to work and have a little relaxation at the same time. Look at the beautiful view behind me. And uh, there's no place, I'll tell you, when they're trying to say this, Mar-a-Lago is only valued at whatever they're trying to lie about. This place is one of the most amazing places on planet Earth. And uh, just uh, all the stuff that the, our real president showed me the other day, the stuff that he's put in here, it's just so amazing, the stuff that he's done. It's amazing. Where he sets the foundation here and makes it so beautiful. <laughs> 
remember when they take his business tomorrow, they value that at 18 million. It's probably worth a billion at least. <laughs> this is the kind of kangaroo court they uh, Mike, uh, mypillow.com. Promo code WARROOM. You got all the specials. Also, mystore.com, promo code WARROOM, and 800-873-1062. Mike, thank you so much for taking time away. We'll see you tomorrow morning. Mike Davis and the team at Article 3. We'll play the song, and it's hopefully entirely next hour. Where Trump has to defend. Say, Fanny, can you hire me? It won't be a kickback scheme. I'll take my money, leave my wife, fodder for this me. Sign the contract. The apples in your holiday pie taste amazing, but it's not exactly the recommended five servings of fruits and vegetables. The Mayo Clinic says if you want to help prevent heart disease, lower blood pressure, and your cholesterol, eat five servings of fruits and vegetables every day, which, as you know, is almost impossible. That's why you need to check out Field of Greens. Every fruit and vegetable in Field of Greens was medically selected by doctors to support your vital organs, like your heart, your lungs, your kidneys, and your immune system. Yo, folks, the holidays are here, and you need to stay healthy. Plus, you'll notice your skin, hair, and nails will look healthier. Field of Greens is the simplest way to get those daily fruits and veggies, and it tastes amazing. Let me get you started with 15% off your first order. Visit fieldofgreens.com use promo code bannon that's promo code bannon at fieldofgreens.com fieldofgreens.com make sure you take take it today use your agency action 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 fieldofgreens.com promo code bannon dot com all one word warroomhealth.com use the code warroom at checkout to save 67 percent of your first shipment that's code WARROOM at checkout to save 67%. And do it again. War Room Health, all one word, warroomhealth.com. Go there today. You need, if you're going to be part of the posse, you need a strong heart. You need a lion's heart. How we're going to do that is with Salty. Go there, do it today. Check it out.